But now I'm right there. So, listen, they have to finish the season out. It's time for us to hand LeBron his flowers so, while he's still alive so he can smell them. is something in the water this entire month has been march madness in the nba we're seeing players reach 46 47 54 53 60 what is going on it's a lack of something in the water no it's like a lack of defense in the water (laughs) yeah maybe that's what it really is we're in the final stretch of the the regular season here some teams are just comfortably ahead some teams are just comfortably ready to accept it is what it is. Portland Trailblazers are shutting everybody down. Josh Hart's been shut down. Ant Simons has been shut down. Quickly approaching the Lakers, though, in record. Yeah. Even though they're trying to shut it down. How embarrassing is that for the Lakers? Awful. Awful, awful. Lakers are two games ahead of the tanking Portland Trailblazers. That is just... And for half a season, Portland had their team. And they're still... Oh, man, that's just that's sad is what it is for them. But other teams, we're seeing Luka Doncic go off. We're seeing Nikola Jokic go off. LeBron James going off 50 and 56. Kyrie Irving, 41 in the first half, end it with 60 off of ridiculous takes. Like this guy could not miss last night. Carl Anthony Towns in the same boat, cannot miss whatever. Carl Anthony Towns has been on some good gas since the all-star break that three-point contest hyped him up a lot like that gave him what he needed but like i feel like the timberwolves are still a couple steps behind being ready to compete i feel like they're still two steps behind memphis they were talking on the ringer today about them like actually making noise in the playoffs and i'm like no they're a first round exit yeah like i hate to say it that kind of makes me wonder what kind of water they're going to be in because i feel like the the cat trade talks finally got loud this year i finally actually saw some right and i don't know i don't know what he's coming up on the end of that rookie extension rookie max extension so it's like these last two seasons of the rookie max like that's the davis years i mean that's when that's what everyone's afraid of now yeah that's what everyone was afraid of with Giannis. (laughs) yeah but we see how it worked out one won it out and one stayed both won championships yeah. So it can work both ways. Exactly. I feel like we need to hold off on this talk about the playoffs though, since that's gonna be the next episode. True. It's just there so is some crazy now. there's playoff basketball happening. Let's talk about there's the offensive biggest. playoff basketball happening right now though. Yes. Let's talk about the biggest game of the season so far though. We haven't been on since then. March tenth kicked it off. I woke up that morning. And even though it was a regular season game, I was like, I am ready. I'm ready to see what this is going to be. That was a playoff game. It was. And what did James Harden do? Shut it down. 
Bing bong. That should be treated as a playoff game. And that was a classic James Harden playoff game. How much of the first quarter or first half did you watch? On small game, James. Uh, I saw basically halfway through the second quarter, all the way through the game. There was a take, I think, in the first quarter even. Maybe the second quarter. James Harden was getting the offense initiated, which looked fine. But he got the ball back on a switch. And, or no, um, he threw the ball over to Embiid. And Embiid started to post up about 18 feet out. And there was just a wide open lane for Harden. Harden took two steps in and bailed out. Like, he knew the lane was there and that it was open. And that Joel could have easily placed... Because that falls right into their wheelhouse. He catches the the nice little pass there mm-hmm. across the lane, gets fouled on the way up. If not, just makes the hard layup, which we know he can do. But right. he didn't do it. He stopped. And like somebody behind him was trying to rotate over into that spot for an open three if needed to happen. And it just clogged up right there. And it just stopped the whole play. And it was just like, is his conditioning just not what it was anymore? And he's worried about getting a serious injury and ending it all. Is that what he's maybe? About? He's never really had a serious injury before. And I mean, the hamstring's been acting up the last two seasons. That's what made me think about the hamstring, though. Was it was like, okay, does he feel like he's not getting enough burst because he went in for it and then stopped? I was like, did is there something there? Like, is there? I mean, that's been of- the argument against him this year, right? That he's lost a step, right? Exactly. Yeah. That he's not him and Russ. Yeah. Like it's just, they've lost a step and like their pitfalls are being inefficient players. Yeah. And Harden is looking like the definition of an inefficient player right now, even though like, I feel like these 14 game, 14 assist games aren't tricking me in any way. I feel like it doesn't look that good. I feel like that's 14 force assists. And also like, just in general, like we were talking about before we started recording, just how hype people were about it without even seeing them playing any real content or contest. They were playing the New York, they played the Knicks twice and people were losing their shit. Right. Knicks are horrible. Fucking horrible. And then they played uh, the Magic too, right? Yeah. They played like three, like garbage, three bottom feeder teams in a row. Garbage. Like, and yeah, they feasted on them. That's what Harden does. Harden put up six, a 60 triple-double on the Magic like four years ago. Yeah, because if he can at least beat those guys, then he wouldn't be respected at all. Exactly. So he goes hard on... Like, the formula works on those kinds of teams. Yeah. The step-backs, the pinpoint, like, uh, cut passes, like, it's just... The it, formula doesn't work in the playoffs. That's what we've learned. Well, it's because it's a formula again. and not, like... Basketball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's a formula. You're not hooping. You're not hooping. He's hooping to a weird, in a weird mindset. He's not hooping like LeBron's hooping or Kyrie's hooping or Kevin Durant's hooping. He's not hooping like those guys. It just makes me. He's not hooping like Kobe was hooping. No, sadly. How are him and Russ going to team up after this season? James and Russ goes to Philly. (laughs) They trade him to Philly for Maxi. Uh, wow. Green, Paul Millsap, just because they love old guys. Millsap to play five minutes. Wow. DeAndre Jordan. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, DJ, we know we cut you, but it was just for business purposes. Poor guy. 
So let's talk about why we're actually here tonight. The official award selections. It's a little bit early. We're about what? Four weeks early from the start of the playoffs. I don't think it's early though. I think this is like, honestly, in my opinion, if my MVP selection for this evening got injured right now and didn't play the rest of the season and didn't play the playoffs, I would still have them as my MVP. There's a good chunk of games. There's like 18 games left, though. That's a nice, less than that, isn't it? I don't I'm pretty think sure so. it's less than that. Let's just look it up here. NBA playoffs start. Guarantee you it's April 10th 25th. or 20 something. Yeah. April 16th. Okay. So we're in the middle, really. April 16th. So, yeah, literally four weeks. Today's March 16th. So, yeah, that's a short time frame, but it is a month. You know, like that's yeah, it's that's one like a fifth of the season. One month after 20%. a out of respect to my pick, one month after a grueling fucking campaign. One month at the end of it, after you just put in five months of I I just I find it tough to just completely negate it at that point over yeah. four weeks. I don't know. I Well, who's your MVP? I mean, we're just doing it like yeah. that. <laughs> it's Nikola Jokic. That's mine, too. The back it's Nikola to back. Jokic. The back-to-back. I don't know how you can argue it at this point. 26, 13.8, and 8.1 assists. He has 18 triple-doubles this year and leads, leads the league in rebounds and defensive rebounds. The rebounds surprised me the most. These games where Yoke is pulling down 18, 19 boards, I'm just like, this is out of control. He's working for it. Exactly. Like, and the fact that he's casually, he casually puts up 24 point games. Yeah. Like this, everything about this is going to be a problem in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. It's just like Luca. It's a one man thing, but it works in a different way than we've really seen before. Mm -hmm. Like, Everything about James Harden running the heliocentric slash and pass out offense is that. Like, and the thing is, Jokic is running it as a big. He's got the slash guys all around him. Aaron Gordon plugged right into that. Michael Porter Jr. can catch and shoot threes. He'll shoot 43% from three. We've seen it. Last season, the three-point shot from him looked incredible. And he was taking 9-10 a game. Making mm-hmm. 43%. Like, he just eats off of open looks. Jamal Murray is both. He's both a slasher and a shooter. So that's just one more. And like... Warming up in the G League right now. Thank God. Ready to come thank back. Thank God. Ready to come back and take their thrones as conference final shoe These are not bubble boys. I promise you. No. There's no way. Jokic isn't. We know because that. we were seeing it. We were seeing it before Jamal got hurt. Yeah. It was like, like this is a top one West team. Yeah. I mean, they were coming out of the West. I want the Warriors. They were coming I out of the West. I want the Warriors versus Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. Ideally, I want the Lakers versus the Nuggets, but that's never going to happen, so it doesn't matter. I'm not even um, worried about that at this point. Memphis versus them would be fun. 
Memphis, yeah. Memphis making the Western Conference Finals is just good for the culture. There's beef between Phoenix and them, though. So a run, a Phoenix rematch. and Memphis? No, Pho- no, Phoenix and Denver. A, re- oh, yeah. a rerun of that would be nice because there was that got heated. I mean, Devin yeah, Booker and Yoke were going at it. Uh, Jokic pushed Alfred Payton. Yeah. That frustration foul, it's actually the one downside of Yoke's game is that he actually gets extremely mad and cannot contain it. Yeah. He well, charges like a bull. <laughs> it's not, uh, it's not completely unprovoked. I will say that he's not out here just getting blind. Rigged. I'm sure Alfred Payton said some shit to him. Oh, exactly. But and like, the whole Keith situation, Keith shoved him first. I'm not going to comment on that. Yeah, Keith like deserved the concussion. Let's be honest. <laughs> he deserved the temporary potential, also potential long-term brain damage that he received. Oh my God. From that attack. Wow. Fuck Markeith. It's just watching Jokic come down and slap the ball out for Peyton's hands was just, it felt righteous, but like you could just see it in his face that he was just done. Done. And it was 3-0 anyways for the Suns. Yeah. Like the the Nuggets were making a run that game and it was just. Alfred Peyton probably said something about who's the MVP now, bitch, or something like that. (laughs) You know what I mean? I can just picture it now. He said some cocky ass shit like that. Here's my argument for Jokic, though, at this point, is I think the last time we talked about this, I was leaning towards Embiid, and I was like, oh, well, it's record, record, record. Like, at the end of the day, the narrative is going to favor Embiid because of the record. And then, like, I was also like, come on, let's just give Embiid the respect that he finally deserves for making it through a whole season. Yeah. Pretty much healthy. Like, pretty much a whole season. Like, good fucking job, dude. And doing it great with not outstanding talent, but pretty good talent. Yeah. And, like, I guess before I was saying that, like, maybe Jokic had better a talent around him than Embiid did. But like truly when you look at it, they were pretty similar. Like Embiid had like what Seth Curry, Tobias Harris, you know, guys like Danny Green, like decent role players. What does Jokic have? He's got a nice piece in Aaron Gordon. He's got Monte Morris. He's got uh, Will Barton. You know what I mean? He's just got rivers. He's just got some nice complimentary guys and some depth pieces. Like damn near similar. And then you look at the fucking record. And although Philly is seated in the three in the east, whereas the Nuggets are seated in the west or in six in the west, Nuggets are at 41 and 28. Philly's at 41 and 26. Both guys had very similar situations this season. Records are damn near similar. Fuck the seating at that point. Yeah. It's Jokic. And, and he's got him in every advanced stat with the exception of like one or two. <laughs> it's over. It's Jokic. Give him the back-to-back that he fucking deserves. Give it to him. It's just... It, they both look so different out there when it comes down to it. They're both doing it so different. Because Embiid's putting more on the defensive end of the floor. Not that Jokic is a slouch. I'm tired of that slander. Not that he's a slouch on defense because like he's huge. Yeah. All he had to do was get into shape, and now he can actually just at least fight back. All he has to do is be in the way. True. Just to offer a little bit of something just because he's huge. So it's like he's not like that much of a detriment on defense. Is he seven foot tall? I think so. 6'11", maybe. But B is playing both ends of the floor. It's very different. Yeah. And not that he's not a focal point of like a lot of stuff runs through Embiid, but everything runs through Jokic. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, Embiid may, like, work himself into position and then get the ball. Like, Jokic is bringing that fucking ball up and then backing someone down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. it's just all from there. Yeah. There's 50 different ways to end a play. 
out of the post with Nikola Jokic. That's that's the that's the advantage. And then, like you, you know, said, like, with the rebounds this season too, like that's adding something to his game. Yeah, like that's real. Yeah. Like, who was it today? I heard made a really good point. Just it wasn't even like arguing for one of them as the best, but or as the MVP. But they were just saying in general, like if you look at it, like. With Embiid, you can expect him to maybe do this for like three more seasons, three or four more seasons. Jokic, maybe you, 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 that, exactly, maybe, maybe like realistically, probably like two. Jokic, you, oh. can see, you can see what Jokic is doing, what he's doing, like for the next eight, nine years, and well into his thirties. Yeah, the dude's in like his mid twenties right now. Yeah, he's twenty five because his game is not built on athleticism; it's just not. He has he built on grace and, and skill and touch and IQ. It's the touch is it's ridiculous. I love it. It's I ridiculous. love it. Like, I don't know how he has such control over the ball just coming off of his fingers. It's because he used to play water polo, bro. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. You didn't know that he used to no. play water polo. So like that's all the strength so is in his finger. That's nuts. Yes. He used to play water polo. Do they play water polo at the Y? No. We got to start doing that. That sounds terrible. <laughs> I don't want to do any of that. And Bede's right there, though. Yeah. Like, honestly, it should be a co. It should be a co-MVP. Like, in the ideal world, that's what it is. In that in that Philadelphia-Brooklyn game, did you see the mid-range fadeaway that Joel Embiid hit over Kevin Durant? Yes. Where he spun off his back foot really quickly and just Kobe faded right on him. I'm like, this man is seven foot two, like two fifty, and he just pulled that off. Mm-hmm. Like he has that kind of touch in the mid range, and, and the and the goal to go after Kevin Durant like that too, with his own shot, with his shot. Yeah, I mean that just screams MVP. And it didn't roll around. That went, boop. yeah, bucket splash. And you know he's talking shit. That's the best oh well. They were getting into it, bro. They got real physical. I love that rivalry. Yes. Embiid versus KD is just the battle of the But Giannis versus KD is really fucking good too. It is. Because Giannis is the good guy and KD is just like (laughs) don't put me in don't even put him in the same like frame as me and all this shit. Like Well, Giannis is actually such a good guy that he actually made people like Chick-fil-A again after he won the championship. And then once that faded away, all of us were like Fuck Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all the liberals realized what was going on. They're like, wait a minute. We can't support these guys. Oh, my God. Jokic for MVP. Easy. It's easy at this Punched point. Punched it in. My preseason, Joel. Sadly. I had Luca. Joel, yeah. Luca. See, had- the Luca pick is bad because he starts off at least... 45% of the season looking sloppy. <laughs> if they had an MVP for the second half of the season, it's Luka Doncic for the last three years running. You know what I mean? Yeah, he there never was just, gets in shape. If they did an MVP for the first half of the season and the second half, it'd be Luka <laughs> in the second. <laughs> Poor guy. Needs to get it together. Uh, got it together now. Let's go ahead and move on to defensive player of the year. I'm going to make my case for this real easy. Dude's sitting with a 104 defensive rating this year. Uh, I think he's plus three on defense when he's on the floor or something like that. Uh, who would you say is the best? 
this is how I'm going to make my case for this really easy. Who would you say the best offensive player in the NBA is right now? Kyrie Irving. No, I'm overall. Yeah. You're really going with Kyrie. See, I would go Kevin Durant. Okay. Yeah. If we go Kevin Durant and it's game seven of a playoff series coming down to like the last shot of the game. Kevin Durant's got the ball. Who do you want defending Giannis. Kevin Durant? Yeah. Giannis. Well, it's actually Kawhi first, but Kawhi doesn't oh, Kawhi? exist this season. Yeah. <laughs> For me, it's Kawhi, but Kawhi doesn't exist this season, so you can't even say it. But out of guys that are alive right now, it's Giannis. <laughs> yeah, it's Giannis. So, I oh, mean, man. that's your defensive player of the year, right? My That just makes mine feel so... Who did you say, Rudy Gobert? No, you fucking no, cuck. no, no. <laughs> Thank God, I'd have I to... was actually in a mental train of thought while you were talking at one point, thinking about how every superstar pieces up Rudy Gobert to no avail, literally. But Giannis, that's a great pick. Giannis deserves it. Like he's the best defensive player in the NBA right now. One hundred four defensive rating. What does Gobert have? Just from the eye test, too. Oh, Gobert's defensive rating is probably like one seventy three. Because I don't think it is. I think Giannis is better than him right now. That's nuts. Gobert's defensive analytics are always literally breaking the chart. Yeah, Giannis is higher than him. Gobert's at 102 right now. Giannis is at 104. Wow. Wow. Who you, who do you got, though? <laughs> do I even want to fucking say it now? I just sold you on Giannis, didn't yep. I? Yep. I don't even think this anymore. I... I kind of do, though. Mikhail Bridges. I went off of the, like, Giannis should have been my number one answer earlier, but, like, I was trying to really think hard about this, and for some reason I couldn't come up with him because I was too distracted. But, like, I just kept thinking about Mikhail Bridges. I just kept thinking about how he is the perfect guy to be throwing on a one through three in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Like he is the best. I See, I was hoping you were going to ask me that. You were going to say who is the best wing defender in the NBA. And I was going to say Mikhail Bridges. See, my like, argument, if he would have been healthy this season, is uh, Caruso. No. No. I I mean, no. if you're going to go as far as going to a He's wing. probably the best one, two defender. Make it even tighter. Like guards and points. Yeah, it's might be Caruso, yeah. but it also might be Lonzo Ball, but it also might be Drew Holiday. Like, I guess you have a point with Bridges because like Bridges on Kawhi Leonard, I'm okay with that matchup. Kawhi's going to get his. Kawhi's still going to get his. See, that's, that's the thing. But Kevin Durant's still going to get his on Giannis too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Durant's yeah. still going to put 30 on him. Yeah. I mean, he did it in playoffs. If not a 50. 49 on him. Yeah, 50 piece. So, I mean, yeah. like, at the end of the day, those guys are going to get their buckets, but it's like, how hard do they make them work for it? And the Mikael Bridges, Bridges makes you work hard for it. That's what I mean. Bridges on Leonard, I like that. Bridges yeah. on Durant, he's going to make them work. What he's going to make them sweat. Bridges difference is his freakish wingspan. Like, yes. actual freakish wingspan. Like, yes. his arms are so thin and long. Like, Zach Lowe calls it the black hole. Because when he gets down into defensive position and he almost kind of wraps his arms like this around ball handlers mm-hmm. to where it like takes away their peripheral a little bit. Yep. So like that puts him right in in position to do whatever he wants with the ball. Yeah. So like, I mean, when I think about that, I think about how I've seen Bridges guard Curry. Another guy. He's going to get his. Yeah. 
I don't want to say it. I can't. That, that was an extremely hot take. That just popped in my head, but I can't say that. Is Steph Curry the most shut downable superstar in the league? No, James Harden is. Yeah, you're right. Okay. See, hot take. But <laughs> it's James Harden. But I just like that was the matchup that kept ringing back into my head was Bridges on Curry. And I'm just like, nobody in the league can guard Steph Curry as well as Mikhail Bridges. I'll give some I'll give some light to Thibel. I hope Thibel is in the deploy conversation at one point. If not that, he's definitely first uh first team all NBA. I think Bridges is going to make first team all NBA pretty easily. Like I think they need to start looking at this 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 award in particular. They need to start looking past like advanced metrics and stuff like that. Yeah. Because like Rudy Gobert is a cheat code for advanced metrics, and we know exactly. what, and we know how you can exploit that. They need to start considering guys like a Mikael Bridges. I'll even say they need to start considering guards, because like Drew Holiday, yeah, Drew Holiday can guard up to the three. He can't. Go, he can almost guard up to the four. Right. You really can't post up on him. Right. Like he's got insane core strength. Like, like if you start considering those type of players, like it really opens it up to a much more competitive, yeah, race. It's just, yeah. Like, that's the thing is that Drew's never been in that deploy conversation because he's right. not AD, because he's not Giannis, because he's not. And it's the same there. reason Bridges won't be in it either. He's too small. He's 6'6. Six, six. Yeah. It's the same reason Thibault never will be. True. Yeah. Because Thibault's like 6'5 or something. Right. He's he's shorter. Like, yeah, it it's just, just not fair. Yeah. It really isn't. It's actually like screwing you over. You can't make that a center piece of a defense right. at all. Like, but you, it supplants everything about it. Like, mm-hmm. what's so crazy is that, like, watching Kawhi early in his career, I remember I watched Kawhi in his rookie year, and it was like watching a Gary Payton or Matisse Thibel all of a sudden just start taking over on offense. Obviously, the framework was there where you could see they were, he was obviously in a different level, mm-hmm. but like, he just hadn't put the pieces together and had didn't have that next level confidence. And then once he gained that, it was like, he shed everything about being an Andre Roberson defensive specialist and became a superstar. Like it became the crazy Kobe thing. Jordan. Yeah. Or Michael it, Bryant. Ridiculous, ridiculous isolation in the playoffs. Yeah. And he'll never win DPLY because he's never going to play enough games. Yeah. Should be his though. Same with Davis too. Yeah. Because Davis is a better defender than every single person we're talking about when you really look at the facts. Like, in terms of overall versatility on defense, it's yeah. Davis. Davis yeah. is a fucking unicorn on defense. You literally can just let him roam free. You can have two bad defensive players on the floor, and your defense is still going to be okay if Anthony Davis is out there floating around. Point in, point in example, the Lakers this year, still an average defensive team because of Anthony Davis. Well, when he's been there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Still it's just, like top 10. Yeah, it's Anthony Davis for sure. Because what he has on Kawhi, is a little bit more size. I mean, like he's three inches taller than Kawhi. That's what I mean. And like, he's Kawhi is a fucking phenomenal defensive player, but I mean, his Davis, wingspan's bigger than Kawhi's too. Maybe I don't know. Kawhi's wingspan is over seven foot. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but Davis can legitimately bang with dudes down low. That's why AD versus Jokic is like the purest matchup in the league. Yeah. Because both those guys can put it up on offense and defense. Him versus, him versus Embiid is it, nice too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. Because because Davis pieces Embiid up. And yeah. I'm just like, 
Yeah. Like he did it last time. This has been a bum year all year for Anthony Davis. The past year and a half has. And all of a sudden he puts up like 33 on on Embiid, Embiid. and like kind of shuts Embiid down as well. Yeah. I'm just like, it's there. Oh, it yeah. has always been there. Yeah. The sauce is there. It just never gets cooked. Never gets cooked. Uh, let's go ahead and move right on then. Uh, shouts out to Mikhail Bridges for never being considered for DPOI. Shouts out to guys like him in general. Giannis has my vote though now. I have to rescind. Like, see, that's exactly why Bridges can't have it. because Giannis Well, you just put up that scenario and you're just like, yeah, it's Giannis. Yeah, exactly. Who do you want on Embiid? Giannis. Yep. Who do you want on Bam? Giannis. Or Jimmy. Or Tatum. Giannis. Yep. When push comes to shove, that's who I want. He may not have the matchup the whole game. I want to see Tatum versus him or versus Giannis. That would be Boston nice. versus Milwaukee would be a fun series. That's, yeah. That's a, always a great series. Well, remember last year, the first game of the season, wasn't it? Uh, was it? Tatum hit that fucking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The banker off in front of Giannis. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That was funny. That shit. feels like 10 years ago at this point. Crazy. Uh, let's go ahead and hit most improved player of the year. I'm gonna be a fucking absolute homer here. Darius Garland. Actually, didn't have that one written down, so I will back that up. I'll back up Darius Garland because I like that too. Because there really hasn't been anyone that stepped up that much outside of him. Well, everyone's talking about John Morant, but I don't know if you consider that because John Morant like broke out last season. John Morant broke out his rookie season. Yeah. Like, John I mean, Morant. he has taken it to a whole new level. John this Morant season, broke but... out when he was like in middle school. My thing is, is like, I just don't think how many, how many seasons has he been in versus Garland? This is Garland's what? I think they're year? the same draft. Might be. Might be a year ahead even. No, I think they're the same drafts. I think this is their third year, both of them. Mm. Regardless, Darius Garland sitting at 21-3-8. Last season was 17. Really? Yeah, let me see. That's a nice step, though. He was 17-8 and... How many rebounds? Like eight and two, or eight and three. So the but scoring came up. Games. The scoring came up, and they're actually winning games. Like he's actually impacting winning. Yeah. Like statistically, Jaw probably has him in the argument, and Jaw's yes. Jaw's yeah. the favorite in uh, the betting odds. Because well, remember when Jaw started the season at like thirty four points per game, we were like, "This is it! This yeah. is it!" It's like- crazy. <laughs> Yeah, but I still am in the frame of mind that Josh should be able to speak his name in the same like conversation as like Luca. Well, yeah, I would say so. They've both been to the playoffs the same amount of times. I mean, well, no, they granted, Jaws. Luca's yeah. been t- twice. Yeah, true. I mean, the play in is yeah, it's not really. It's I mean, they made it to the playoffs last year, but Luca's still been there twice. Yeah, they, uh, Jaws only been there once. I just I gotta like, go the homer on what Darius Garland. Yeah. Just because like the Cavs it. had such a good season. He's fallen off in like the last week, though. It really doesn't hold weight. Well, I feel like the whole Cavs team has kind of fallen off, probably in morale even a little bit too. Not so Evan Mobley, though. Not Mobley. Yeah. Mobley is just nuts. Yeah. 
Is he the next guy to request a trade out of Cleveland? <laughs> I mean, I think it's easy just to roll right into rookie of the year and at Evan Mobley. I mean, who do you have for rookie of the year? I have one shout out for most improved player, although he wasn't at most improved level. I would say Desmond Bain gets a half vote from me. Yeah. I like what Bain has done this year, stepping in. He's probably... He's is he probably a sophomore? Uh, is this his sophomore season? I think this is his third year. Oh, okay. I think, yeah. This is either his second or third year. Maybe... No, I think this is his second year. See, I think a guy like him deserves to be considered for more, more for it than Jaw. Because, like, Jaw's out here, like, knocking on the door of, like, MVP conversation. Yeah. Like, top 10, top 10 MVP voting. Like, that's almost too good to be considered MIP. Yeah, like, you were that good almost all along. Yeah, it Garland, I can't... Gar, Garland's not knocking on the door for... Am I, or MVP. But he is an all-star, too. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I give some love to Bane. Like, that's a guy that should be considered. You know what I mean? He's. It's just crazy, though. That's just another part of that Memphis Grizzlies core. And plus, I'm excited when they get Brooks back, too. Mm-hmm. And get him plugged in. That is a That is a damn good team. That is a good team. Rookie of the year, though, I'm just going to go ahead and shout mine out here. I have changed it. It's Evan Mobley. I wanted to keep up the Scotty Barnes hype, but him and Mobley are just different, and they do it different. And And I like Mobley the way Mobley does it more. And they're damn near equally important, too. Equally as important to, like, their teams. Which is wild because, like, two rookies truly having an impact. On their teams. Making them actually good. <laughs> like, like, Scotty Barnes is like a secondary ball handler for Toronto. It's it's a brilliant decision, though. It's yeah. a brilliant decision because Kyle's gone. Let this guy continue to develop and be the, the playmaker. And add, and grow, like, grow as a player. Add something to his bag. That's why. It's going to help I, you long term. I feel like there was never a conversation for Ben Simmons to go to Toronto. Because I feel like Toronto feels like they already have their Ben Simmons mm-hmm. and Barnes. And Scotty Barnes willingly shoots the three. And isn't a bitch. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> He's plain not. and simple. This guy's not a bitch like Ben Simmons. Like Ben Simmons has some bitch in him. Just straight up. Yeah. I'm not saying he can't prove me wrong and come back. I'm just saying he's got some bitch in him. He's, well, bitch, yeah. he's bitch made. I would say it's like 30% of him at this point. Yeah. It's kind of overtaken him a little. It really has. Evan Mobley, 15, 8, and 2, though, as a rookie. Uh, let's check out defensive rating of 105. How many rookies do you see come in and have a defensive season like that? He's just hustling. It's the length too. Yeah, seven foot with the bit with the lanky frame, like him and Allen together. Beautiful. Yep, it's beautiful. Especially if he starts knocking that three down more. Oh yeah, that's huge. If he can legitimately stretch the floor, because right now he's on less than two attempts and he's shooting 26 from three. If he get down to four attempts and hit two or three of them a game, five attempts hit three or four like of them a game. 35% yeah. average. Yeah. That's a nightmare. You shoot five a game and you hit three to f- three to four. Yikes. That would be nuts. Like, I believe that he could do it and I believe that it could be spoon fed to him. You with, saw that touch he had in the fucking skills contest. Yeah. And you know what? I'm off the train that Colin Sexton should be coming off the bench. I think that Colin Sexton should be starting 
next to Garland. I have no questions about that because if they want to make this like Dame and CJ, but actually have good post defenders and actual wings, I think they need to trade that's going to work. I, gonna think they, I think they should trade Sexton. I think they should buy into it because I think that he's going to be the pure scorer next to Garland and Garland can score. Yes, but is he wants the to be a focal f- point of the offense. Exactly. Yeah. Let Mobley do his thing, make the margins there. And you know what? And Levert like, starts alongside Garland. Exactly. Like, right? That's your top three is Sexton, Garland, and Levert. Levert Allen helps with your Mobley. Levert helps with your large identity. Yeah. Exactly. Because Levert's six, seven. bigger. Yeah, it's lanky. Can't play the three. Yep. And then you got Allen. Sexton, and, and then blocks. Sexton's your six man. And they're gonna have a nice season next next year, dude. I hope so. I hope they keep their health together. I really want Sexton to come back and look nice again. I don't want him to fall apart. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, yeah. I don't want him to have a drop-off season. I think that they're going to capture this energy because they sh- they've been hyping. I feel like they've definitely been hyping themselves because they deserve to. But also mm-hmm. they have to realize like now is but isn't the time when you have the Titans of Joel Embiid, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden in your conference. Giannis and Tenacupo. Mm-hmm. All those guys are there, and you're simply just not better than them right now. Mm-hmm. You're just not better than them. You could probably, if you hold your breath and <laughs> make it through perfectly, you might have a chance to make it into the Eastern Conference Finals. You might have a chance to make it into the finals because we've seen how many teams knock right there, and it comes down to not face-to-face, it comes down to injury. Mm-hmm. And all it takes is having the the wherewithal to grasp your advantage. It's something just has to, something you just have to break your way. The Sixers. And get a little bit of luck. The Sixers are just, are right there. Mm-hmm. Injury, injury luck, and they had no ability to take over. Didn't yep. Trey Young miss a game in the Philly series? Mm-hmm. And they lost, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Like, Bogdanovich and John Collins all just worked against that team. But like for Cleveland, it's worth putting that amount of stock into because move sex. Yeah. Maybe move Sexton and, and Markin and especially to the bench mm-hmm. like Markin and love off the bench is your four and five. That's perfect mm-hmm. because marketing is not meant to be a starter in the NBA. It just, it just can't happen. Like, Make him your backup five to where he doesn't have to have all the defensive pressure on him. He's just coming in for the release minutes. Like, you know, Kevin Love is an asshole and I've never liked him, but like he's on your team because you pay him so much money. <laughs> like literally. And then like if they could get Rubio back somehow to just completely cap off that. Like that would be a competing Eastern Conference team. Mm-hmm. Like like a legit second round threat. Yep. Like they're going into a second round against like a it's better than like a solid Boston team, and you're like, yeah, they could take them down. Yeah, yeah. I think they could throw some stuff at Tatum and Brown, or like they're matched up against like a Miami in the second round. <sighs> That's tough. I don't know. That's tough. Mobley and Allen taking on Bam. I don't know because they also got to take on Butler, and they got to take on Hero, and they got to take on Robinson and Kyle Lowry. Mobley's shooting 50 from the field, though, by the That's way. That's nice. On 12 attempts, like a 51 effective field goal percentage. Not many rookies coming in and doing something like that. Efficient. I like that. That's the yeah. best part. I mean, that's What's just, the free throw at? Uh, my fucking shit. 
froze up, so I can't see it. Where are you at on six, man, though? Because I think my preseason pick holds true, and he is the betting odds favorite. Mr. Tyler Harrow. Yeah, I was about to say a line from the song, but I couldn't think of one fast enough. But yeah, Tyler Harrow, for sure. Told boy one, you're going to fix my jumper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 21, close to five, close to four. 4.8 rebounds, 3.8 assists. 44 from the field on 17 attempts to shooting. Shooting the shit Aggressive. out of the ball. Exactly Aggressive. what you want from your six, man. I feel like he's taken the ball out of guys like Duncan Robinson's hands and like... So this is mine. Yeah. Like Robinson is there to fill in the gaps for the rest of that team. And I feel like that should be what his identity is now that he's been paid. But like... Harrow's a true glue. Yeah. He's a big point guard. That's perfect. He's what, 6'4"? And he's 39 from three on seven attempts, nearly seven attempts. Perfect. 52 effective field goal percentage, 86 from the free throw line on almost four attempts. I'm not getting the line too much. Actually, I think it's more than that. Uh, Yeah, no, on almost four attempts. Yeah, but you're hitting all three of them? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I mean, but it's three. Yeah, true. It just, I feel like that shows you how much of a catch and shooter he is. All too. nine of them. Like an isolation shooter. Mm-hmm. But it's just another part of my, look up what Victor Oladipo is putting up just as an aside. But um, ty, yeah, Tyler Harrow is pretty easy for me because I mean, it, his, his season right now feels the same as it does for Bam for me because Bam in every game that I've watched of Miami where Bam's been in it, Bam just looks mad, angry, like motivated, like just zoned in. And like, I'm getting the same energy from Tyler hero Mm -hmm. zoned in locked in. He's not about like the Tyler hero image. Like he's actually being the sixth man of the year. Mm -hmm. Like he's locked in. I mean, he's already got his Instagram model wife and a baby with her. So he's good now. (laughs) True. You can focus on just hooping now. Yep. He's elevated. Good for him because we're seeing the best of it right now. He's yeah. only, what, 23 years old, 24 years old? Yeah, young as fuck. And the only argument against him right now, sorry, I haven't looked up Oladipo yet. The only argument oh. against him right now is the fact that he's playing starter level minutes off of the bench. Yeah, 32, 32 minutes. That's a lot of fucking minutes. <laughs> exactly. But he's making the most of it. Yeah. Not wasting any of it. I mean, you I need feel like that, a six though. man, though, is like 25 minutes a game. Yeah, but if he's coming off the bench, you know, still. He has probably started a good... How many games has he started? Uh, Where did I find that at? Just on the top of the page. Now I'm on my shoulder. Now that song is stuck in my head. (laughs) Fuck Jack Harlow, dude. Shouts out to Tyler Harrow, though. Six man of the year. Thanks, NBA 2K22. Put that in my head permanently. Let's go ahead and wrap it up with our two made-up awards here. We'll do the one that we've been doing the last two seasons. The comeback player of the year. Oof. That's rough. (laughs) I just saw that's random as fuck. Comeback player of the year. Who do you got? Clay Thompson. 
17, almost 18, four and three, 42% from the field, 37% from three, 92, 92 though, from the free throw line. That's ridiculous. Only one and a half attempt per game, but 8.1 attempts from three per game shooting 37. So that's pretty good. 15 attempts from the field overall hitting 41. It's pretty damn good. After two years off, not really two years off, but like two years of not playing on the floor, like pretty good. I think it's too easy of a pick, but I just can't pick anyone else. Exactly. Because who else has had a bigger comeback? Actually, DeMarcus Cousins. I was actually like playing with maybe DeMar DeRozan. But DeMar was putting up numbers in San Antonio, but like he wasn't affecting. It's the same kind of argument you have for jaw and the most improved is that, you know, DeMar is there. He's always been there and he's knocking on the door of MVP. So it's like, can he be the comeback player too? Yeah. But I think you can almost rope rope in a comeback into an MVP campaign though. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. More so than you can wrap a most improved into because most improved you're coming from like the bottom. Above the bot or just yeah, I don't you're, know. You're you're right. Yeah, it's mediocrity it's at least. It's murky. Yeah, it's really murky. But wouldn't isn't that the same argument though? Isn't it the same argument when you really break it down? Is that you've made a step up from what you were before? Maybe it wasn't exactly your rock bottom, but you definitely took steps. It's just yeah, but with the ones on level one and ones on level three. I guess with the comeback, though, I can't like throw DeMar up there because I think the essence of the comeback is the fact that like you had a bad season last season. Whereas like these most improved guys, it's like, well, they're just getting started. Yeah. Like they're going to have bad seasons at their first few seasons. And then For they real. make a leap. Yeah. And then they yeah. make a leap to where they're really affecting winning. Whereas comeback is like like Clay. But also he's he too easy of play. a pick because he hasn't played two seasons. Like, obviously, anything he does is a comeback. If he puts up 12 points a game, it's a fucking comeback. Uh, I don't know if you w- we would be able to say that. If it was That's 11 fair. or 12, if it was Clay, I'd be like, oh. What like, you say he's doing right now, 17? Yeah, 17, 4, and 3. Almost 18, 17.8. Yeah. I. It sucks that 23 he, games. It sucks that he's the comeback player of the year because I'd rather see him blow out both of his Achilles right now and never wow. play a basketball game again because I fucking hate the Warriors. But I'll 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 give in. I've sold you on a few of my picks. You've sold me on Clay. Clay, might as well. I'm not saying I have my whole heart behind this decision. It's just well, you can't really. I the award is kind of just for filler anyway. <laughs> I'll never have. Now this next one though, this new one that we're driving, I have my whole heart behind this. The shade dro- drop off. It's time for Shade Central drop off player. Of the season. This is a new award we're doing. Players that absolutely just hit a fucking brick wall and fell off. This man right here averaged a triple-double last season, and now he doesn't fucking exist. His name is Russell Westbrook. Easy drop-off player of the year. Trash this season. That was my first thought. A guy that we wanted to be in the MVP conversation, the way we were talking about him. Because we were excited. Because we know what Russ... Has been We're like, if Russ, can, if Russ can do a triple-double and they're the top three seed in the West, who's an MVP? He's an MVP conversation. No, doesn't even come close to that. An embarrassment to the purple and gold. What is Russ sitting on, like 17-6-6? Six and six? 
right now, right now it's not horrible. He's 18, seven and seven. But it's just how fucking bad it's. I know the jumper is detrimental. Like, like is actually the fucking layup is almost detrimental. Yeah, Yeah. He missed a wide open layup the other night against Toronto. It's all in his head. Yeah. At this point, Brody, I mean, like, yeah, man, your jump shot has never been prime. But like the fact that you literally, we can see you thinking about where your hand should go on the ball when you're shooting and thinking about what kind of touch you should have from that far instead of it just being instinct. Yes. Look, shoot. Yeah. Look, shoot. It's time, aim, uh, it's trying fire. so hard. And like, that's when we're seeing the off the top of the backboard. Yeah, I gotta, I guess I gotta change mine to this too, because that was my first one. Although I have good argument for my, for my own. Well, who is it? Just keep it the same. You don't have to change it, man. But when you really think about how, because I was like, my first reaction to this thought was if Russ was the drop off player of the year, was okay, Los Angeles just forgot what Russ really is at his core right now and his age and tried to make it everything. And like, that's just not going to happen. If Russ could be on this team putting up those stats with less shots and like the Lakers actually had like four to five actual solid role players around that actual NBA players. Yeah. Yeah. Actual NBA players. It probably wouldn't be shit on as hard. People would be throwing him shade, but not like, disowning his family his 18 7 and 7 would probably be a triple double and they would be maybe the fifth or sixth seed in the west i mean if i'm you i'm taking a 15 11 and 10 russell westbrook over the 18 7 and 7 we're getting now and have the actual nba players come in oh easy and have davis and braun going like easily yeah because i i feel like that's what we wanted more than anything when we started hyping up about that move was Russ just take the most basic parts of your skill set, which is being an all around guard and just be that for LeBron and AD. And you're right there in a championship. You're mm-hmm. right there. And like, instead it's turned into Russ feels like he's a leg on this big three and like tries to take on premonitions of Kobe. Like, and it just doesn't work. doesn't work at all. And Here's a really good argument for it. The three-pointer has always been bad. Always been bad. Check this out. His three-point percentage this year is one of is in the top three of his worst for his season, for his career, right? For, for his top three of his career, his three-point percentage right now, one of his worst. Last season, he had one of his third best seasons. Oh, man. Shooting from three. And now has fallen, oh, well, like fifth, like one of his top five best seasons from three. And now he's fallen to a top three worst season from three. Ross, how could you do it to us? That's a drop off. The field goal percentage is around the same. It's just like the actual, the eye test, the eye test. This is all eye test. Yep. Because the stats aren't blatant. If it was like 13, it would warrant the amount of hate that he's getting. 
you know, like, but yeah, it just looks unconfident and uncollected. Well, barring the threats to his family, I think he deserves all the hate that he's getting personally. Because I think shade like that only makes those guys better. The best guys just fight through that and be better. I think that Russ has done nothing but engage the shade Mm -hmm. and like, and has put, I mean, publicly embracing it can be done well, but like, he's just done. He's just I'm the, shown I'm the point it's... guard on this team. No, that's the problem. Like LeBron actually <laughs> has been giving the ball up to you a good part of this season. And you have not been a good point guard. They wanted you to be the point guard. They wanted you to be the engine of the team. Yep. Yep. You have not been the engine of the team. So my pick for drop off Julius Randall. Oh, solid pick. Because that actually probably has taken a hit statistically, hasn't it? I have all of them right here. Let's all go. Let's throw some shade on this clown. Because right. I was shitting mad shit on that last <laughs> year. Because we saw what happened in the playoffs. He couldn't be Kobe Bryant in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. He couldn't be anything in the playoffs against the Atlanta Hawks. Mm-hmm. Man, that looked... That was like what? That was like 11 points per game bad. Trey walked in there and took his lunch. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, though. He did. He took his lunch. I love it, though. I'll see you in the A. Yeah. That's ridiculous. 24.1 points per game last season. 20.5 this season. Oof. Rebounds down 10.2 to 9.9. Assists down 6 to 5.2. Field goal percentage down 45 to 42. Oh my God. Three point percentage down 41 to 31. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Free throw down from 81 to 76. My God. This guy absolutely tanked. And you can see the effect it has on his team. Let's look at the most fun statistic, though. 2021, his overall mid range percentage. The amount of shots that he took from mid-range, 37%. Mm. Third, almost four out of 10 of his shots were coming from the mid-range fadeaway. Mm. 28% this season. So he's dialed it back some. Last season, though, 47% from the mid-range. This season, 37 mm. He shorted up. I mean, the average distance of his shots has been from 14 to 13.7. So he's moved in marginally, but it's just not there. And you know what's funny, though, is that the stats tell you there's been a drop off for sure. But then you do the eye test and you realize how frustrated he's been getting out on the floor, how like outplayed he is at most times, both on certainly on defense, yep. but definitely on offense as well. Like he just plays himself completely out of rhythm. I loved that one game hype that we had about Fournier and Randall. I had actually real backbone to that thought. I was like, Fournier and Randall will have good handoff game this season. And that has just been non-existent in any way. Speaking of which, Hey, his offensive rating fell off from 109 to 103 too, by the way. So he's just a step in every way back this year. Tanked, bro. See, people will always want to call it. The first thing is, well, he got paid. Why would he be trying as hard now? No, he's trying as hard, but it's not like that at all. The Knicks are back in 12th place right now. Yeah. That sucks. And you just sold me on that. I'd pull it from Russ as much no, as... No, Russ deserves it too. It's a co. It's a co drop off. Yeah. <laughs> we had a co-MVP. We got a co drop off. <laughs> That's embarrassing. 
That's exactly what you don't want to have a co of. <sighs> co drop off, poor guys. Now they need to play on the same team together. Yeah, just send them both back to OKC and call it a day. OKC, the world's landfill. Yeah. The NBA's landfill. Lakers Poor get Shay. Speaking of which, did you know Dort got Next shut down giddy. for the rest of the season? Did he really? Yeah. Like Defensive player of the ago. year, Luke Dort. <laughs> Luke yeah. He could be. He's in the Drew Holiday. He could be the Drew Holiday legacy player. Someone was saying one of James Harden's only like playoff highlights is his block on the yeah. <laughs> really is it really is like that's all that guy can say is like one of my like three best highlights in the playoffs is blocking Block. Lou Dort in the bubble <laughs> poor guy I mean it just it all is wrapped with the bow with the fact that his greatest highlight ever in his life is a regular season highlight is this a triple drop-off player of the year no, Harden can't be drop off yet because Harden's still like actually winning games for teams. And I've seen Harden have a better game than both of those guys. Christmas Day, James Harden looked four times as good as both Julius Randle and Russ this year. Damn. Like Christmas Day, Harden was Harden and the bench guys. And it was just that gave me so much hope and actually affected my all star pick a lot for him because I had him as an all-star starter in the East. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I was like, I was like, man, Harden is just right in the ship while Katie and Kyrie are out. And this is all it's going to take. But now look at us. Rough. Fuck. I just think it's so crazy to even look at the numbers from, from Randall there. It's embarrassing how bad that is. Hey, in light of these award selections, before we get out of here, can we just put someone that deserves to be on bum status on bum status? I know you're going to agree because you've been on this train for a minute. We just haven't officially signed, sealed, and delivered it. They picked him up on a buyout. Philadelphia thought, hey, we need a backup center. Uh, Why don't we go get a guy? Why don't we go get a guy who can't play basketball anymore and DeAndre Jordan to be our backup center and try to make a legitimate run in the playoffs? DeAndre Jordan, bum status. He's washed. Bum status. Needs to hang it up. Needs to fucking hang it up. Should not be playing next season. Shouldn't. Should not. He can jump vertically, but that's it. That is it. He can yep. jump vertically. I'm going to go play with Doc. Doc knows me. Doc knows how to use me. Yeah, Doc knows how to use me. Okay, like DeAndre, whatever. That first that first game that he played, I think, for Philly was the March 10th game. The only thing Doc should be using Brooklyn. for him is cleaning the toilets. Exactly. <laughs> Reaching things off of high high shelves. It's like Doc may know how to use you if you could actually play like that, which you can't. Bum status. Yeah. Deserving. It feels like we're putting him out of his misery with that one. Poor guy. And we just got to get another one in for the season, too. Yeah. So we have two, right? Wasn't it Gordon Hayward? Hayward? No, he's not. Who who was on? Who was the first ever bum? Chetty. That's right. Oh, yeah. Chetty was the first bum. It's Chetty's done some good things this year, too, but still, it's. He's a bum. He's He's a bum. He's the 13th guy on a playoff team. He's the fucking 16th guy on (laughs) a fucking G League team. God. Fuck Jenny. Fuck DJ. 
All I got to say, Ben, is the fact that you're going to two Cleveland Cavaliers games this year. So that means you're going to be within shouting distance of Chetty Osmond. So that means you got to spoon feed him all of this. Bomb status. I won't be shouting distance. I'm not. I'm I'm in the fucking. We won't be shouting distance. I'm in nosebleeds for the Lakers and we're in like lower bull. We will not be shouting distance. We'll be shouting distance. No, we won't. They won't hear us. Not in a fucking arena, dude. Come on. Yeah, loud enough. All I'm going to do is see two of my favorite players drop 50 on the Cavs. I'm going to see Braun drop 50 on the Cavs, and I'm going to see Luka drop 50 on the Cavs, and I'm going to love every minute of it. Well, I tell you what, out of this whole matchup, I'm most excited to see Jalen Brunson out there. You should kill yourself. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, as always, engage Taylor from Thinking Basketball. (laughs) Jalen Brunson is my favorite player. That guy should kill himself. (laughs) Poor guy. No. We need it. My bad. I shouldn't have said (laughs) (laughs) People are going to be pissed. Uh, As always, engage with us on Twitter at PodDip, on Instagram at The Dip Pod, on the website at www.thedippodcast.com forward slash blog. Adam Elder recently dropped a piece about a hypothetical new destination for one Don Mitchell. It's a great read. Yes, check that out. He's got another one. He's following up behind it. Uh, to go with our playoff outlook episode that's coming up. One more take, Adam. I have Auburn winning the NCAA tournament. And that's your one more take? Yeah. That could age terribly within the next three weeks. I'm going to hit it. I'm going to hit it with mine then for March Madness. Coach K is going out with a winning. Damn. I like Coach it, K is riding it to one more dub, dude. I hope he makes it to the end and loses on a buzzer beater. Against like Chet Holmgren or something? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think they would be masked up, matched up against each other before the finals. I think Gonzaga and Duke would meet. Before I would rather that. it be some underdog, like like Murray State, Southeast Kennesaw State, just takes down Coach K. No, that would, that would be ridiculous. I want it to be Loyola Chicago. Jesus Christ! Can you imagine they just make a deep seated run <laughs> <laughs> and they go up against Coach K and they win. And then Ohio State can be like, because Ohio State's clearly going to lose them. Ohio State can be like, yeah, well, yeah. When do they play? I don't know. Uh, tomorrow at 12, That's, like 12, 15. It's over. Yeah, I know. I'm already <laughs> ready for it because they're missing Michi and Zed Key, right? Both those guys are out. Yeah, but I mean, really what you need to have is Liddell, Branham, Sotos. No, you need Key off the bench and you need Michi too. I don't know. Sotos is low-key even more important than Michi. Who's the one guy that only shoots threes? That's uh, Arntz. Yeah. And he's so, he's just a classic three-point shooter. It's just hot and cold. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Arntz. I hate Arntz. Me and, me, and Su- me and Summer's dad fucking hate Arntz. We're always talking shit about him. That guy sucks. Fire Holtman, we're out.